Welcome back to Two Guys, a Movie, and a Podcast, where we mine the cavernous depths of Netflix to find the gems that might otherwise go unwatched, or even worse, unnoticed. I'm Tyler. You can call me T. It doesn't really matter. I don't care that much. And I'm Malcolm. You can call me Mac, or just the other guy. All right, Mac, we have returned for another week. Hopefully all of our audience has returned with us. Yes, welcome back. And if you're new to the show, this is a good place to start. Uh, I'm not going to lie, the first the first three episodes, a little bit rough. <laughs> first two for sure. You can, you can go back and listen to the, uh, the perfect day one and, and probably be okay. But uh, you're not missing a whole lot with uh, with Caliber. Certainly not missing much with As Above, So Below. And honestly, I mean, if you want to skip it, just skip it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about we get into this movie? Tonight, we are talking about Wind River. And I got to say, Mac brought his A game on this one. This movie is excellent. It is. Uh, it comes to us... Better get your time machine, because this one comes to us all the way from the year 2017. That was a while. (laughs) It feels like it's been a while. It runs at one hour and 46 minutes, so a good amount of time. It currently sits on Metacritic at 73, which is pretty favorable, and currently ranks at 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb, which of course is also favorable. A tracker with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service assists a rookie FBI agent who's investigating a teen girl's murder on a remote Wyoming reservation. It stars Jeremy Renner. Some of you might know him as Hawkeye. I I like him better not as Hawkeye. I'm not going to lie. Elizabeth Olsen, who is Scarlet Witch in the Marvel movies as well. I like her better when she's not Scarlet Witch. And John Barenthal, who is always the same guy. Uh, many of you might know him as, I believe, Shane from The Walking Dead. Also, yet another Marvel character, The Punisher. Which, I gotta say, The, the Punisher on Netflix is actually pretty good. Do you think he just kind of stayed in character? Just... <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think so. He, he is always the same guy. I, I think he's got a problem. I think he's got a problem. He's got as much of a problem as many of the Native Native American actors out there, where unfortunately they seem to be always the same people. Yeah. Uh, which you know that's a that's a discussion for later on, anyways. But let's go ahead and get into our spoiler-free review of this. Uh, Mac, what are your general thoughts on this movie? Uh, well, if I Rating it on a scale of ten, I'd give it, I'd give it a nine. The story, the deeper story behind it, um, you know, with the issues of uh, Native American women, um, kind of like how we were uh, discussing before the show, just bringing that to light, like you said. So, I think it, I think it, it goes through it very well, and you know, it is, it is a real issue, and I, I, th- I feel like it should be more. Um, uh, I wouldn't say broadcast, just, just more, uh, what am I looking for? Help me out here. Uh, more known? More known. I mean, (laughs) there we go. (laughs) More known. So, yeah. Okay. Well, um, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I tell you, I've got a few issues with it. Uh, I'd say scale of one to 10, uh, I'm slightly less favorable than Mac, uh, I call it a seven. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not terrible. I'm not. It, it, I mean, seven is it's a seven's favorite. Seven's pretty it's, good. It's solid. <laughs> I mean, if if it was a scale of one to five, it'd be a four. But uh, you know, one to ten is a little more gradual. So I, I got a little more leeway. <laughs> seven is good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's got a it's got a very strong message to it. Um, this movie comes to us from uh, director Taylor Sheridan, who also did Sicario and Hell or High Water. And this was this film was kind of uh, it was part of a uh, I think like an American Frontier trilogy. I think is how he, he he worded what he was doing. And 
this is really the best of the three movies. Uh, if you haven't seen Hell or High Water or Sicario, they're worth a glance. I, I had issue with Hell or, or with uh, with Sicario, but that's a whole other discussion there. And and Hell or High Water was was certainly it was good, but it was sort of a, a different beast of its own. Like, but uh, but this is a really strong movie. Um, probably the best the best best I've seen from Taylor Sheridan and I may have seen other things that he's done and just not know it but, <laughs> <laughs> but but this is this is really strong it's got such a such a good message to it such a it, it's a very impacting story and the way he tells the story is really really well done it's not a it's not a plotting it's not like a slow it's not really even necessarily a slow burn it moves along pretty quickly and the camera work is really nice, whether it's speeding behind uh, a snowmobile or sweeping across the snowy landscapes mm-hmm. of the Wyoming reservation. It really it pulls you into the film when it needs to pull you into the film, and it gives you a broader a broader view of of what life is like, you know, out in that area as well when it needs to. And I think it's really conveyed in the way that the camera moves and. And the way that the shots are all set up and stuff, you you get really get a idea for how harsh this uh, terrain is. Yeah, you know, I mean, half the movie takes place in a blizzard. Maybe not half the movie, but a significant portion yeah, of the movie good, takes place in a blizzard. Good portion of it. It's got a really awesome art style to it. Uh, everything is very crisp and and contrasty. Whether it's whether it's the white snow against the uh, you know darkening sky or or you know Jeremy Renner's uh, you know white and and green and black camouflage while he's hunting this is a movie that is made for a, a really nice high def screen it, it, I say that I watched it on my phone <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have watched it on my TV though because it it screams you if you watch this on your phone you are truly doing yourself a disservice right it it's made for it's made for a bigger screen yeah and on uh i did i watched it here on the the smart tv that we have and i agree you're right it it um with that it shows the crisp um camera work and the setting is just it's it's beautiful honestly it is. I mean, uh, like I said, it's got an it's got an awesome style. Everything's it's very stark. It does a good job of, and maybe that you know, I'm sure that's intentional. Taylor Sheridan knows exactly what he's doing when he's making a movie, uh, you know. But uh, it it does a really good job of of showing. I mean, I can't, I feel like I keep repeating myself, but it it does a good job of showing that not only is the the photography stark and the style stark. But really, the people and the environment that they're in, whether it's a, a physical environment or whether it's their emotional state of being, everything is very stark. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't say that word enough, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's it's really good. It 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 does move along pretty good. Uh, like I said, it's uh, it's one it's one uh, one forty seven. So. It's a good way to spend your afternoon. It's you're not going to feel good. <laughs> <laughs> it won't make you feel good, uh, even when the characters are doing good things. You're still kind of going to feel a little bit grimy about it, and that's the whole point of the movie too is is to show that life isn't pretty for you know it's not all roses for for all the people involved. Um, and it, the reason I, I don't give it an eight or or even a, a nine or a higher uh, is mostly that it, it's got some issues with characters. Um, Jeremy Renner, uh, his character is really strong. You get a lot of you get a lot of reasons to care about him, and then you don't get a whole lot of reasons to care about anybody else. Right. Yeah. A lot of the other characters kind of fall a little bit flat. 
and, and almost feel like they're just there to kind of supplement his story. And, and, you know, we'll get into some other things too, when we get into the spoiler section as well. Um, you know, I, I take issue with kind of the way the story was set up. Um, uh, I think that it, it kind of does itself a disservice. Uh, the message it's sending as far as, as far as not giving you enough care, uh, enough reason to care about, uh, this poor girl that's, that, uh, that is brutalized. Um, but, uh, yeah. So anyways, there's, those are my general thoughts on the movie. Um, again, that's a, uh, was a eight, a nine, nine for Mac. Nine. Yep. Nine a for nine me. for Mac and a seven for me, both very solid, uh, scores. And we're going to go ahead and start into the spoiler, con- uh, the spoiler conversation now. So if you are worried about spoilers, you, you might want to tune out now. Come back when you see the movie and uh, you know, hear what we have to say about it. Or or not. You know, we'll never really know for sure. But <laughs> we're going to assume you come back and we thank you for that. So go. Go watch it. We'll wait. Don't worry. Okay. Here we are. We are back. And uh, this is where we're going to go ahead and spoil the hell out of Wind River for you. And if you're just tuning in, uh, again, one more time, spoiler warning, we are going to be getting into the movie and kind of our thoughts on it and what ha- what goes on in the movie. So now's your chance. Yes, yes. Um, there's really not a whole, you know, kind of like the, the last episode with The Perfect Day. There's very little to really spoil about this movie. Um it is a murder mystery, but it's it's not a whodunit. <laughs> you don't. There's like, and I feel like that's kind of a commendable part of the story mm-hmm. is a lot of the times you get something like this, and it's you are presented with a cast of characters, and you're constantly thinking, "Oh, was it this person? It might have been this person. Oh no, it could have been that person. Oh no, it could have been that person." Uh, this film kind of just cuts to the point. Yeah. Um, they're solving the mystery pretty efficiently. Maybe not quickly, because like I said, it's an hour and 47 minutes, but but uh, they're, they're doing it pretty efficiently. Um, and you're not, like I said, you're not presented with a lot of characters to to be guessing. And that's, that's really good that they don't do that, because I think it would detract from the, the larger message of the film. Right, yeah. I mean, this film isn't about who kills the people. It's about how justice is served and how, or in many cases, how justice isn't served. Um, you know, cause, cause, uh, if you're not aware, Wind River, uh, I was not aware of this when I start, when I, when I st- started watching the movie, uh, I thought Wind River was just the name of a river. <laughs> <laughs> it is the name of a, uh, Native American reservation and it's the you know it's the namesake of the film and it's and and the whole thing is really about what happens on the res and how how it is or is not dealt with um many times in in very unfortunate circumstances and and unfortunate ways yeah and i mean like you said it's not it's not revolved around who did it it's mainly because like this is the issue why is it happening exactly it starts out like a like a crime procedural, um, where you see somebody they're injured. Next thing you know, they're dead. Mm-hmm. Somebody discovers the body, and then and then the mystery ensues. And that's that kind of that kind of disappointed me when I started it. And I was kind of like, oh, I don't know about this, <laughs> <laughs> but but it really. That's the end of the procedural part of it. I, I mean, we were talking before the show about how this this film reminds me a lot of the show Longmire, which mm-hmm. is on Netflix. This movie could really actually pass as a, a very long episode or even really an entire season of Longmire. Uh, it takes place in the same area. It deals with a lot of the same uh, themes. has... 
a lot of the same actors, which is, you know, uh, maybe speaking to a broader point about Native American actors. Uh, unfortunately, there seems to be a very finite amount of Native American yeah. actors out there. And also, unfortunately, when you see a Native American actor on screen, it's because they're Native American. Uh, you don't ever see them cast. <laughs> you don't see them cast for things that, or you very seldom seem to see them cast as, as just regular people. Right. That like everything that they play in it has to be because their character is Native American. Like it, whatever they do, you know, whatever the situation is, it's because of the fact that they're Native American. Exactly. And I think that's, I, I think that's, I think that's really unfortunate too, because there's so many excellent actors in the, in this film that, you know, that were in the aforementioned Longmire and, and other various movies and mm-hmm. TV shows as well that you really wish you could see in other things where they're not, where they're not just there because they need to be, they need a native American for a role. Right. Um, and you know, uh, like I said, that's unfortunate, but I suppose it is what it is. And you know, you, it, it results in kind of a distraction to me because, because as I'm watching this, I see all these, all these actors and I'm like, I'm like, uh, Oh, there's, there's Jeremy Renner. He's Hawkeye. He's that, he's the guy from this movie and that movie and this movie. And he's this character and that character. And then, and then you see, oh, there's this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's that he's that guy that played the Native American in this show, in this show, in this show. Um, but just strictly Native American. He wasn't a different character. <laughs> he was just strictly Native American. Right, right. Uh, the, the film does have a really important message, you know, to kind of steer us back on to track... Um, it has like this this really important thing where it focuses on you know like we like we mentioned it focuses really on on what it's like on the res uh, life kind of seems to suck on the res you get white people that show up and they don't seem to have to follow the same rules and if and very few they suffer very few consequences and it's it's uh it's very bleak and the whole film's tone is pretty bleak as well um you know going back to my my word of the day stark um but uh but it's very powerful though um and like i said uh you get a lot of reason to work to care about jeremy renner yeah you know he's his his daughter was uh was his daughter his daughter was killed, right? Yes. 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 Uh, his daughter was killed, and uh, is it his son or is it his nephew that that he's made? That he's oh, it's his son. It's his son. Yep. Okay. Uh, for some reason, I I somehow must have missed the, that it was his son. But, yeah. But he's got this. Uh, he's him, his son, and and you just have a lot of reasons to hear about him, and it it does a good job of making sure you know where he's coming from Mm -hmm. and, and why he cares so much about what's happening on the res. Um, I don't know if I buy him as a native American. (laughs) At one point in the movie, he he mentions that his family was like relegated to the reservation and forced into this land. And I don't know if I buy Jeremy Renner as a native American. It just seems, it just doesn't work for me. And I don't I, I don't know if that sounds racist, but I just don't see him as a Native American. Even if he is, he could be he could be like 100% Cherokee or something and I still don't see him as a Native American. Uh Well, and I think like like we again like we were talking before the show, you know, for you use the example your last name being Martinez, but you know, everyone makes the assumption that you're Hispanic. <laughs> But on the outside, you know, which I think you're right is kind of, in a way, kind of just messed up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> for all the for all the listeners, uh, my last name is Martinez, and I'm pretty white. <laughs> uh, 
So I get kind of the I get it's kind of a weird world that I live in. People want to know if I speak Spanish. They seem disappointed that I'm not that I don't look Mexican. All I'm gonna say on my half is that you hear my voice now, but when you see me, you're gonna <laughs> think that I supposed to, I'm supposed to sound a different way. But. <laughs> we'll throw some pictures of us uh, of ourselves up on the Instagram sometime. <laughs> oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, it it moves along okay. Um, like I said, it's like it doesn't really it doesn't really slow down. It keeps going. It doesn't necessarily go at a super fast pace. Yeah, I mean it's one forty seven, and uh, it does feel it feels like one forty seven. Renner is excellent in it. Elizabeth Olsen shows up as a rookie FBI agent. Yes, and that's really about all you know of her. Yeah, you know she's from Fort Lauderdale. And you know that she was the closest agent uh, agent around. Yeah. Um, and she's horribly unprepared for what she's going to be, what she's doing. Uh, not necessarily unprepared for the crime. She seems really competent uh, at her job, but she shows up in a blizzard. At one point, they're, they're like, yeah, she's like, yeah, let's go look. Let's go. Let's go see the body. And they're like, ah, it's like five miles away and you will die. If you don't put on warmer clothes, right? <laughs> so she's, you know, you get this scene where she's like, uh, she's borrowing clothes from somebody else and and getting, uh, you know, getting suitable attire for, for the thing, for the the thing, for the, for the crime scene and and what she needs to do. Um, In that scene too, you kind of when she is getting the clothes. Um, there, she's using clothes from the family. I believe it was the it yeah. was the uh, girl that had been murdered, and it's her mother that's giving her the clothes. And you kind of just see that that tension between you know, like we mentioned earlier, whites coming, yeah, and you know just coming into the scene, and the Native Americans kind of just feeling like. Sort of an outsider. Right, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, that's perfect, actually. Perfect. Just her being an outsider and the way you can see that they're treating her like, you know, you don't you don't know what it's like over here. So don't try and just assume that you can tackle this whole investigation and, you know, figure it out. So, but I think that was a good, a good point in the movie, just kind of showing that. Yeah. Yeah, and I... I would imagine that's probably about what it's actually like. I mean, I don't know for sure. I've never, I've never been on an Indian reservation. I've never lived that life. But I, from what I understand about how accurately this film depicts life on the res, uh, I think that's, I think that's probably about what it's actually like. That, but you, but it does say something about Jeremy Renner's character where he is, he's, he's kind of happy that she's there. He seems kind of. He's very willing to help her, and uh, he really, by the end of the film, he really, really cares about her, and and it shows throughout like the whole thing too, but certainly by the by the time the film's over, he cares significantly more about her, and and uh, I mean we'll get into that a little bit later too, but there's a very touching scene at the end with him and her, and uh, you know it. She's a good contrast to to him, but still, she feels kind of supplementary to him, right? Yeah, because because you don't really know anything. You you have no. If she dies, it's like, well, Elizabeth Olsen died. You if she's shot or something. I don't know how heartbroken I would be if something bad happened to her, because there's really not a whole lot to connect to with her. And I don't really know what else what you would do to to remedy that without making the film even longer. There's there's not a lot of there's very few things in here that are unnecessary. Uh, there's no filler or anything, and it's still 147. So I don't know how you would manage to make make a movie that moves along at a good pace and still make you care about. You know, still give you plenty of reasons to care about Elizabeth Olsen, mm-hmm. um, and that's and that's really true of a of a 
lot of the characters in the film too. Uh, I mean, you, you see John Barenthal for two minutes, uh, maybe five minutes. Yeah, me. You know, uh, and and even then, you hardly get any any reason to really care about him. The victim you see at the beginning, and you see her for about five minutes towards the end, and a, a flashback, and and you still kind of you really still don't even get a whole lot of reason to care about her, which, which is unfortunate. And, and we can make that point a little bit later too, but, uh, uh, Renner and, and Olsen, they team up really nicely and, and it's just really cool to see Renner in something that's not over the top superhero. Uh, yeah. I mean, I suppose you could possibly make the uh, argument that, yeah, he's kind of like Hawkeye with a gun. <laughs> he's a freaking good <clears throat> shot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, he's like blowing people away later on in the movie. Mm. Uh, did I just say something about Elizabeth Olsen, though? She seems to play by, like, Call of Duty rules. <laughs> she, when she shoots at somebody, she unloads an entire clip. Right. And I don't know as if a whole lot of her shots are landing. But, like, every time you see her shoot, she's unloading the entire thing. <laughs> to her credit, though, she's reloading, like, super fast. But, uh... She has the good old sleight-of-hand <laughs> perk. <on laughs> yeah, <her>. yeah. She's, <laughs> she's got, like, sleight-of-hand level three going on. But, uh... Yeah, she just... She just goes to town on that trigger. And it just... That kind of bothered me a little bit. <laughs> uh... <laughs> but but uh yeah, that's, I suppose that's really neither here nor there. Uh there's a few moments of 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 real tension uh with her and her and her surroundings. She does she is clearly a fish out of water. Um I mean I don't know as if they necessarily do a good job of of uh explaining that she's a rookie. I mean you kinda get the idea that she's I mean like I said, she's clearly a fish out of water. She shows up with not the right clothes. Yeah. She doesn't exactly know what it's like on the res. But really, for all I know, for all the viewer knows, she could be an excellent agent in Fort Lauderdale. So I don't really necessarily know if I would call her a rookie. I don't think something. it emphasizes her being a rookie as much as it does her being an outsider. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's maybe that's why they make her unload entire clips because right. maybe she's just like she's so green that she's that she's that she panics or something she's just hoping to hit something <laughs> yeah uh mac have you ever seen silence of the lambs i have okay good good i can still be your friend uh, <laughs> that's one of the few that i've said yes to <laughs> uh there's there's a moment that is very silence of the lambs-esque to me where she goes into like this house it's like a meth house or something. You know, there's a junkie in there, and, mm -hmm. and she's she goes in and she's kind of scrambling around and she's having a hard time finding her footing and and it's very very tense. And I was watching that and I was like, she she looks and feels like a young Jodie Foster in Silence of the Lambs and in that moment and. It really is probably one of the better moments for her in the whole in the film. I mean, she's pretty strong throughout, but uh, that is probably that's probably my favorite thing about the my favorite Elizabeth Olsen moment in the mm -hmm. whole thing. Uh, and that's and that's where you that's where she first fires her gun too. So right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I guess I feel like that was just kind of distracting to me though. But uh, but very but very nicely done. Very good uh, performance on her part. There's a lot of Native Americans cast in this that you've probably seen in other things as Native Americans, but uh, they all do very well. Uh, I apologize sincerely for not knowing any of their names. Uh, I I probably could have checked IMDb, but I probably wouldn't remember their names. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll we'll throw I'll throw a picture of my my notes on Instagram sometime. My notes are, are on a, a small, very worn out index card. Uh, I tend to run out of room if I write too many names down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
yeah. Everyone is really good, though. I mean, there's there's not a bad performance to be had in this film. There's really not a whole lot to the cast, though. It's yeah. It's mostly Renner and Olsen, and you get the sheriff. Uh, the sheriff is in a lot of the scenes as well. The sheriff, and then the father of the um, young lady that was murdered. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. He shows up at the beginning, and then again at the end uh, for a bit. Um, uh, you know, but it's it's mostly Olsen and and Renner. Uh, but uh, by the time by the time you get to I don't know even even halfway through the movie, they've established a pretty strong connection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. And that is, that really is a large portion of what makes the movie work is, is their very strong connection. And, um, just kind of when they find that second body, I think is when, um, cause they, they end up finding another body and it ends up being the young lady. What? I can't remember her name. Um, Natalie. Natalie was the name of the female that was uh, murdered. Okay. And they find her boyfriend also murdered. Uh, John Barenthal. Yes, John Barenthal. Although he doesn't, he doesn't look like John Barenthal anymore. <laughs> um, but that's kind of how they make the link, you know, to basically who did it. And you know, and that, and then that really just kind of leads us. I mean, as soon as they, as soon as they discover him, uh, you know. They've got a pretty good idea where to go, and and then that leads to you know really uh, some really weird things to me. Um, you know, they I'm not entirely sure what I maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. What exactly was Barenthal's job? What were they doing out there? Um, I believe they were they were drilling something. Okay. Um, it was a oil drilling camp. Okay. And, uh, they had, they all had trailers down there where they were sleeping and kind of, um, the flashback goes to that when they find his body is he comes back to his trailer and Natalie's sitting there waiting for him, you know, and they're kind of just laying there conversing with each other and his, his coworkers come back and they're all drunk and rowdy. And uh, kind of just start trying to mess with Natalie, and uh, they're really just ruining the moment. I don't think right, they yeah. have any like malicious intent. Yeah, well, I mean, just being drunk, you know, yeah. being drunk and wild. <laughs> Who will say this about the uh, about the murderer, about the 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 drunk guy murderer? Uh, that is that is probably the best drunk performance I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, I don't like drunk people. I hate being around drunk people. And I don't I don't watch a whole lot of movies where you're watching a lot of drunk people. But uh that guy, if he wasn't liquored up in real life when he shot that scene, he he did excellent. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was like dead on drunk. Uh which really makes you hate the character that much more. I mean, you got plenty of reason to hate that guy to begin with, but uh, you know, he's like sitting there on the corner of the bed and he's like, what you got under those sheets? <laughs> and, and that, that scene, I just want, I just want to say this about, about how they go about uh, this flashback. I understand that you do it in a flashback because you want to save that for a twist, but I feel like it kind of does a disservice uh, to to the larger point that the film's trying to make. Uh, like, because you don't really get any sense of who these characters are. Mm-hmm. Um, it really makes the victim look kind of faceless. Uh, even when you meet her in this flashback, it doesn't make her look like necessarily a good person. I mean, it doesn't make her look like a bad person, but but it doesn't give you any real reason to actually care about her. You, you don't get a, a sense of who she really is. Right. 
she's this young woman that is, uh, you know, that's in love with a driller. And that's, that's all, that's really all she is. You get a little bit at the beginning, you know, where they're interviewing her dad and stuff and they're asking questions and, and you get a little bit of a sense of who she is and why you should care. But largely, I feel like they make make her just sort of a faceless victim. Yeah. You know, you got this film that that is that is really pushing that that Native Americans are people that deserve the same justice as anybody else. But at the same time, you, you, I don't know if dehumanizing is the right word, but you, if you take away their, if you take away their character, if you take away this character, this, this victim's character, you know, you're, you're really not doing yourself any favors. Well, and I think that at the same time too, that maybe that's kind of the point of emphasis, like maybe that. They're trying to emphasize that to a lot of people, these are just, you know, faceless people. These are just, you know, everyday, you know, this is going on and people just see it as another thing happening. So, I mean, and that's just my thought process opinion, but I could, I could also see where that would be, where they're coming from as well. I could see that. I could see that. Um, uh, You know, I suppose... If you watch it as, I can totally see your your point where where Taylor Sheridan might purposely make her sort of a faceless character, but but uh, I still feel like that's a disservice to to the people that you're trying to help because because at the end of the day, the audience the audience isn't going to care anymore. I don't think. If, if you have a film that, uh, you know, that, that paints this portrait of them being faces. I mean, I get, like I said, I, I get both, I get both sides of it. I just personally would have liked, I personally would have liked a little more reason mm-hmm. to, to care about her. Uh, John Barenthal, I, I don't care. I, <laughs> that dude's got a problem. He's always the same He's person. The same I just guy. don't care about him. Uh, if he dies in something, big deal. Uh, especially because he wasn't unimportant. I mean, he was important in that he had to be, you know, his character had to be there for this young woman to be killed. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, and, and you're right. Like, if, if they would have cut him out and it would have just been this Native American girl that maybe was out and came across these uh, workers and say they were drunk and they just pulled her in and she managed to escape like he didn't he wasn't like super vital to that exactly and um but yeah and and his character like it, it the movie has nothing to do with couples you know getting murdered out in the wyoming uh snowy mountain you know it's it's a more of a serious issue so right right and and i think actually you know, i didn't even think of it that way but uh now that you mention it i think it might have actually even been maybe a more powerful story if she was just a young woman that happened upon these uh, you know these these drunk white people that that ultimately took her life yeah uh, but i suppose i suppose she has to have a reason to get out there, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they point out that she's quite a ways away from civilization. Yeah, um, you know, she's a, she runs at least six miles. They say that she they mention a couple times that she runs six miles before she dies. Yeah, and and so I suppose if if it was something that happened in town, I mean, I suppose it could be a group of guys that pulled her into a van and took her back, and you know, uh, I think that might have been. I really think that would have been a, a more powerful way to tell the story than have this, than have this weird, uh, this weird kind of love story. Yeah, it was like a two-minute romance almost. It really was. You just because that's all you really get. You get that they're 
laying there having a conversation and that's it. Yeah. And I, uh, to show how memorable the conversation is, I can't tell you what, what they were talking about. Well, and uh, maybe it's just I have a good memory, but, uh, <laughs> I believe it was him. They wanted to move to a different, to oh, a different yeah, location. Right. She mentions like LA or something. Yeah. And, and he, he says he would, he would rather die or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, but still, I, I really, now that you mentioned, I really think that would have been a stronger story if, if she would have been kidnapped. Because I think that probably would have been, I think it would have raised more awareness. Yeah. Uh, because, honestly, I, and I have no, like, real, uh, I have no background in any kind of true crime or criminal things or anything. But I feel like. And I would actually, I, I, I would love to see some statistics on this. Maybe someone can Google that for me. But uh, how many, how many, you know, how many young women fall victim to this kind of crime? Uh, because I, I'm not a, how to word it. How many, like, how many women fall victim to this because somebody kidnaps them? As opposed to, as opposed to, uh, they're just visiting someone. Right. You know, I like how how common is this particular circumstance? Uh, kind of going off of what you were saying, you would almost have to be like in a situation. If you think about it, like have you have you seen The Strangers? Yes, the movie The Strangers. Kind of like you being alone with someone and someone just coming in and murdering you, rather than someone just scooping you up off the street. And I think that intensifies it way more. So, uh, you know, I, the whole point of the film isn't to be, isn't to be fear mongering, but certainly if you turn it into a kidnapping story, it would, I, I really think it would raise awareness mm-hmm. a lot, a lot more than, than it's not an accidental murder. But it's not like premeditated murder either. Like they, the, the drunk guys don't show up planning to kill her. Yeah, you know, they just show up because they show up. <laughs> <laughs> like they show up because that's what the plot calls for. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, back to the main. Back to my main. My main point was that I just wish there was more of a reason to care about her. And I don't think that they do any justice to make you care about her. And by kind of making her more faceless like that, uh, I just, I feel like they missed out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it could have been a, it could have been a nine. It could even have been a 10 had they, had they just given me something else to, to hold on to for her. Um, it's a tragedy it's a tragedy when somebody is, is, is murdered. It's a tragedy when somebody is, is brutalized in the way that she's, that she's brutalized. But I don't know. I, I just feel like ultimately her fate feels less tragic than it really was yeah. or really should be. And, and at the end of the movie, they give you a statistic. They tell you like, like six thousand, like nobody keeps track of native American women mm-hmm. going missing, like 6,000 of them go missing every year. And, and they do, you know, and they and they point that out, but but if one of those six thousand is kind of a faceless, dull character, yeah, it's, it 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 shows. Um, there's a screen that comes up, and it says that the statistics are kept for every group of people that are um, every group of people missing people except yeah Native American women, and no one knows how many. Yeah, no, there are. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I so I think it kind of does a disservice by doing that. Uh, I do like the ending of the of the of it though. Uh, oh yeah. You know, again, this is one of those things where it probably could have ended five minutes sooner. I've been okay. Uh, you know, he gets the drunk guy. I just, God, I don't know who the actor is that plays this drunk guy, but he is. He is on top of it. <laughs> he he's such a he plays a perfect drunk, and then he goes. He just kind of goes crazy. He's out, you know. He uh, 
Well, and it almost seemed like he was ready for the police to come knocking at his door. Yeah. Because once that uh, that whole situation kind of comes to light, when Elizabeth Olsen's knocking on the door, he's just ready there with the shotgun yeah. and blows her back. Yeah, and a, and a flak jacket. Yeah. Yeah, let's go back to that for a minute. Um uh, this is that's where one of the that is one of the best moments of the whole movie is when they figure out when they get to like the the drilling camp or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this very bizarre standoff that I, I kind of thought it it felt a little bit laughable to me, uh, where they're walking with the you know they're like they're like you seen this guy i'm like oh yeah he's in his he's in his cabin or whatever mm-hmm. or he's in his trailer or whatever it is and and they're going there and one of the cops freaks out and he's like why are you flanking me yeah why, why are you <laughs> flanking me and like it just comes out of nowhere that he thinks that he's and and when he, he probably was being flanked you know well, it kind of seemed like all the the officers were in the middle and the workers were kind of like yeah. perimetered around him. So, like when he did say that, I was like, "Oh, he kind of yeah. is," and just trailing behind him. Yeah, and and like and then everybody pulls their guns. <laughs> Everyone pulls their guns immediately, and you get this like it's it's a strong moment for Elizabeth Olsen's character because she really steps up, but at the same time, watching that whole thing play out where everyone there's like. There's like ten people there, and they're all pointing guns all over <laughs> the place, and I just something about it just didn't feel quite right to me. <laughs> and there's moments and uh, there's moments like that, you know, not exactly like that, but there's moments that feel out of place uh, in other in in other Taylor Sheridan things like uh, like Sicario and Hell or High Water, where he seems to have this have this thing where he thinks something's going to be cooler than it is. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe it is cooler than it is. You know, maybe it's plenty cool, but it just doesn't hit me. Right. Right. Maybe it hits everybody else. Right. I don't know. But, uh, just that weird standoff. It just, like I said, it leads into a really good moment with Olsen where she, she pulls her badge out. She's like, I'm the freaking FBI. Mm-hmm. You guys got to do what I say. Cause I have jurisdiction here. Right. You know, and and then she does like the she does like this angry mom thing where she splits them up. <laughs> She's like, "You guys stand over here, and you guys stand over there, and we're all just gonna walk nicely." And you know, everyone puts their guns away and stuff. But uh, it does lead to one of one of the best moments. Like this is really the climax of the movie, anyways, where she's knocking on the door. And that's kind of what leads into the the flashback, the yeah. flashback. And and did I miss something? Did how did the sheriff know that that uh, that that she was in, that it was a trap? Was there something that that tipped him off? Because she's standing at the door, she's knocking on it. The sheriff turns to walk away, mm-hmm. and then he turns back to Olson's character and and yells at her to get away from the door. There was I do there was something, and I'm trying to think here. Yeah, I I, also, I honestly can't think of what what kind of starts that off. But uh, yeah, I I he's clearly right though. Uh, <laughs> the next thing you see is uh, you know there's a hole in the door. She's blown away, and. And uh, you know everyone's starting to scramble for their guns. I, this is this is a blisteringly fast shootout. It lasts for like thirty seconds, and everyone's on the ground and being killed, and except for her because she's Elizabeth Olsen. And you see that the you know the guy's inside the cabin, and he's <laughs> you're right, like you said. He clearly knows that they're on to him. Mm-hmm. He's got the shotgun. He's waiting at the door. He's got the flak jacket on, and and he he makes a run for it. And and I really like this part where, again, she's like under the trailer, unloads an entire <laughs> clip. This is like I think this might even be like the third clip of the movie for her. 
because I think she unloads a, a clip as soon as the shootout starts, mm-hmm. and then she loads her gun again, I think, and gets under the trailer. There, well, there's even a, a point where she's, like, checking to see if she has more yeah. clips, and <laughs> she's like, I'm out! <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then Renner shows, like, <laughs> like, they start getting just picked off, mm-hmm. and it's probably my favorite part of the entire thing is some of the, the first guy gets shot and everyone's like, Oh, did you see where that came from? And then boom, that guy gets shot. And then there's like the people in the cabin, they get shot and they're like flying all over. Right. It kind of gives you that, uh, kind of like a Tarantino yeah. type thing where they're just exploding everywhere. Yeah, like there's a scene, there's a part where the guy gets shot through the, he's in the cabin, he gets shot through the window and he go, he like flips over, <laughs> lands on a table and breaks it, which I, it is a, that is a cool moment, but uh, nobody else has taken that kind of damage. Right. Well, even when, initially, when Olsen gets shot, she kind of blows back pretty far yeah. when she hits the ground. Yeah. And uh, kind of going back to where that all jumped off is when, um, kind of when Renner finds John Barenthal's body. And he kind of radios down to the, down there, you know, telling him to watch out. And so, because it comes through staticky at first, and then he comes in clear again. And that's when the um, chief officer is like, get away from the door. And then right then and there is when she gets blown back. So, right. Um, There's, there are a couple moments with Renner that I really, really like. There almost comedic um one is you know probably about halfway through when they're in like the meth house uh everyone's scrambling uh, you know everyone's scrambling around and he's like just casually walking around yeah. he picks up the snow shovel and the first guy runs out the back door and he just just knocks him <laughs> down and causes the other guy to go down and then again uh yeah, the 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 killer's getting away because Elizabeth Olsen, you know, hit him with like one of the five shots that she fired <laughs> at him, and he's running through the woods, and and Renner just shows up and just beats it, like just hits him with the butt of his rifle, and and then you know, and then it's black, and I love this part where the killer, the killer wakes up, and. And his hands are tied. His, you know, he's like, he's like out in the middle of nowhere. And Renner's just sitting there on a rock. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Renner's just like, he's like, what'd you do? And and the guy's like, the, the guy's like not even thinking about answering. He's, he's wondering where his boots yeah, are. Yeah, he like he like pulls the sheets off his feet, and he sees his feet are all black and stuff. He's like, where's my boots? That's <laughs> like you got other things to worry about, man. You got. You got this sharpshooter out here, uh, you know, who's probably going to kill you. Right. And you're worried about your boots. Uh, It does kind of speak maybe to isolation. Uh, You kind of get the idea that this guy, he probably wasn't a good guy to begin with, even before he was out there in the wilderness. Yeah. But... uh, he he explains how difficult it is to be out there. You know, you're out in this cabin. There's like no TV or whatever. There's no women. There's no nothing. You just kind of go crazy out there, mm-hmm. and that's how he justifies his actions. Not that his actions are justifiable by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, you know, that's how he tries to justify right. it, and. And so I kind of wonder if maybe I wonder how accurate that is because I I would imagine that yeah being isolated out there is probably you know probably also a a pretty big problem mm-hmm. uh, you know maybe you know and maybe for everybody not just you know, not just the poor white driller guy <laughs> you know I mean, you're not, I mean, not you don't feel bad for him or anything but but maybe that's a problem for everyone I mean it's a pretty isolated community and. 
and certainly you have these people that are even more isolated that makes them even uh more potential potentially more dangerous mm -hmm. and and certainly there could be a you you wonder if there's a remedy or a solution to that to that problem um but uh that guy that guy's good i don't know if i could see him in like a a full-length movie I mean, I don't know if I could see him being anything other than this guy. Right. <laughs> uh, but wherever they found him, they did good for picking their drunk murder. <laughs> um, and I do like the I like the back and forth between between him and Renner because Renner throughout the entire movie, Renner is is cool as a freaking cucumber. He is calm. He is level headed. He's he's on a mission. He's he's gonna go. He's out for blood. Right. But you know, he's he. You kind of get the feeling that he's fine. He's fine getting to the end when he gets to the end. Mm -hmm. And and he he seems to kind of realize that you got to go. You got a long ways to go before you get to the end. And when you get there, yeah, you'll know when you're there. Right. Um, yeah, so so his back and forth between uh, between himself and the killer is is very is really strong. Um, I think probably the strongest part, the the strongest moment for him throughout the entire film, as far as I'm concerned, um, even more so than the very end when he's he's talking to the girl's father. But but uh, I do like I like how he deals with I like how he he solves the problem. Uh, you know where oh he he mentions that uh he's going to give the guy a chance and i think he i think he says that he's only like 300 i i i wasn't entirely clear did he say he was only like 300 feet away from the highway or was that what he was estimating the guy would actually run because he mentions that that the young woman ran like six miles and before she died. And I think he says something like, I'm going to give you three, you know, I give you 300 feet. And I, I wasn't sure if he was saying, I'm going to guess you're only going to make it 300 feet or, or if he was saying you've only got 300 feet before you get to the highway. Cause he does mention that if he makes it to the highway, he's just going to let him go. Right. And, um, when he's talking to him, when he's he told he tells him that he's gonna let him go, you know, because he confessed and everything, and uh, yeah, he tells him that. Well, first he tells him that she ran six miles before she finally um, had fell and died, um, but he said that he would only give him. He only th he thought that he would only make it six hundred feet. Okay. Before he thought um, the killer would the killer okay. would die. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty good moment. Um, I was kind of like the moment where he, he puts the rifle up to the guy's ear and, and just, just fires the yeah. shot. <laughs> He's like, "You better go!" And and uh, I I would have been okay if the film would have ended right there with the guy uh, running and and just falling dead in the snow. I think it'd been okay. Uh, they go on a little bit further where it's nice, I guess. You you get you get a little bit of. You know, he goes home and he he sees all the pictures of his son and stuff and, and his son's artwork and all this stuff and and you he has this nice moment with with the the young woman's daughter, uh, husband uh, father yeah <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, you know the the father asks him well how did he go out and he says uh, with a whimper. And and that was a nice moment, but I still personally would would have preferred it end with the guy dying in the snow. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I really needed. It's nice. It's nice to see that the father got closure, but I don't know if I needed to see the closure as as a as somebody watching it. Right, and there was a um, there was a scene I really liked towards the end, or yeah, towards the end, where he's in the house and he's looking for the father of Natalie. And he's kind of just looking around, and he sees um, her old high school pictures. And up until this point, I don't think that 
it had really shown that um, Natalie and uh, Renner's daughter were actually really close friends. Um, but in that scene, there's a lot of pictures of those two together. And, you know, you kind of, the camera pans on his face. And you kind of just feel that emotion where, you know, that's where one of the many moments that you can care about him. Because you can see, like, he also kind of has closure. Right. Um, the same situation. So. Right. Um, well, no, I guess, I guess there is, uh, I almost forgot the, there's the scene. So maybe I, I retract my statement. I would have been okay if it would have ended in this, with the guy dying in the snow. But, uh, but I do like the, I do like the scene where he's in the hospital with Olsen's character. Mm -hmm. Um, that is, that is some of Olsen's best work in that like two minute scene, maybe three minute scene. She's laying in the, she's laying in the hospital bed, and and he gives her the the crocodile. He said he, he oh, says right. it a crocodile. He says it's a crocodile. She says it's an alligator, and and he makes her laugh. And it's just just a really nice, touching moment. He sits like on the side of her bed, and he's he's gonna read her the the how do you know if he's into you quiz right, from yeah. the magazine. And, and the entire, t you know, and, and she's like, she's welling up and she's getting, she's really, you know, she's clearly emotionally exhausted by everything. And she mentions that, uh, you know, she mentions, she mentions the young woman just dying out there in the snow and it, it works on a lot of different, it works on a lot of different levels where it's like, you really see how much she cares, mm -hmm. how much she takes her job seriously. And you really, and you see how much Renner cares about this outsider. And, and it's just a, it's a really sweet moment. Um, I think it is a really good way to, to, to close it out. I don't, I don't remember now if that came before, I don't remember now if that came before he talked to the girl's father or yeah. after. Yeah, came it, it came before. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, because I think they're sitting outside and and that's when they they bring the stats up on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, excellent movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, like I said, Mac brought his A game on this one. <laughs> uh, I don't know if redeemed from as above, so below, but uh, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> but this was really good, and and I would like to say again that if if you enjoy the movie, if you enjoy this movie, there's a really good chance that you will enjoy the show Longmire on Netflix. Um, even if you just watch like a a quick recap of like the first three seasons and then jump into like the Netflix produced seasons. Uh, it it, it 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 does become a very excellent show um and one more thing about this about this film uh this is a mystery and a detective story that does not rely on science but right. it, it doesn't rely like i i love i love detective stories and mysteries that don't rely on DNA and hair samples and and pictures that you zoom and then enhance. I I really I really dig this particular story and and stories like it that that uh, just use good old fashioned clues and detective work to right. to to get to the end. And I, I really. I really like that about this movie. Um, I, I wish there was more things like this. It it kind of has a western uh, western feel to it, uh, and I think that this this film's going to age extremely well. Yeah, there's a lot of movies out there that that do not age that do not age well at all. Uh, but I think movies like this uh, this is a it's a timeless tale. It's a timeless story. It really is. Uh, Ten years from now, when River is going to look uh, look and be as important, and and uh, it's going to be just as good ten years from now as it is today, and twenty years from now it's going to be just as good, 
and you know, uh, I just think it's, I just think it's a, it's a good way to go for this. Um, you know, don't a detective story that gets bogged down by science is is distracting, and certainly that wouldn't work for this for this story, anyways, because because it would be distracting. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that these characters are following they're literally following trails of <laughs> of clues to get to the killers and uh I, I think that's really commendable um almost makes me almost makes me bump it up to an eight but i'm, I'm sticking with seven uh-huh. um so uh anything else i don't believe so all right well i think that i think that wraps up our conversation on wind river um I hope you all enjoyed uh, listening to us talk. I hope we're getting better. And uh, if not, if we're not getting better, I hope your standards are getting lower <laughs> so that you keep coming back. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. Uh, we don't have any picks for next week yet, but uh, but be sure that, that it will be something to talk about. Now, I'm definitely going to try and keep this train rolling. <laughs> Let's... Let's do that. I I could pick a bad movie next week. <laughs> it's very possible. But uh, anyways, we will see you next time. And thank you very much for listening. As always, like and subscribe and follow us on the Twitter and the Instagram and, and all that stuff. We'll have all that info in the uh, show notes. So, you know, you can, you can find us various places and come back because you'll find us here again next week. Anything else? Thank you all very much. Have a good day.